Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about the Righteous Gemstones, Season 1, Episode 4. It's called Wicked Lips. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. And it took a lot of willpower not to start making kissy faces at the camera uh, right after I said that, quite frankly. The audience loves it. I'll give you some wicked lips. Mm. Okay, I've done it. I've done, it. I've done it a little bit. We can move on with our lives now. Uh, so, we complained there wasn't enough Keith last episode. So, I was delighted mm-hmm. that this episode opened with our main man with an ice cream cone watching longingly at... So at like, there was like a basketball game on or something and there's like a you know, bar full of people cheering and being happy and doing human things i don't know I, i've never watched a sports game in a bar in my life but <laughs> but you know he's watching this with his ice cream cone just all kind of sad yeah you can just you can almost hear the piano music come in but there may have I been know. piano music i, I don't know if he, there was he's but. so he's so adorable with his like buttoned up shirt all the way and he's like it's tucked into these like cargo shorts and walking around with his pink ice cream cone he's just so cute so sweet <laughs> They've also intentionally got him in like a shirt that's like two sizes too small because he's pretty ripped. So it just adds yeah. to this ridiculous look of the whole thing. Because uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's got this like 80s mullet combined with the ice cream cone and the whole thing is just whatever. But he ends up running into some of his old crew. His old goth Satanist crew. <laughs> one, of, one of the ladies of which had a gas mask or something on. It was like a breather she had on. Yeah. I think it was like a the DJ. Yeah. But it was like a steampunk looking breather. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like something you'd hand out now. This is like a steampunk yeah. thing. Uh, it was a little, it was a little bane of Dark Night Rises. A little bane, you say? Oh. oh. Are you going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> the pressure is on. You think Satan is your ally? You merely adopted him. <laughs> I was molded by him. I'm sorry. The bottle's not empty yet. I'm better with a can. I don't have any empty cans though, because I've been good and not been drinking anything that comes in cans. So I don't have the, the perfect echo effect yet. So, <laughs> but they ask him to hang out for listening to like the DJ's new track, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I'm sorry, I can't." And yeah, some girl with pigtails, just like I heard you hanging out with those gemstone loonies or whatever. He's like, no, it's not me. It must be some other guy. <laughs> <laughs> so we get, but we get like a little scene after he walks away of what this, what they're like listening to this track. They all do this kind of like, like you know, choreographed dance thing where they're all just kind of in a line, like they're I, all raving out, yeah, to a yeah. song that just plays the word Lucifer over and over again. <laughs> in unison, though, they're, they're, they're dancing in unison, which is the like. I mean, obviously, most people, if they're dancing to a beat, are somewhat dancing in unison. But this is like, no, no, no. They're all like doing the exact same move. So I, I don't know. It was very surreal. It's a very surreal opening to the episode. Uh, and it, you know, it yeah, play- it was it was shot in a really cool way that made it kind of hypnotic. But it, it plays into one of the main plots of the episode, which is this: a uh, rich couple who always donate things to the gemstones. Uh, Kelvin's tasked because he's the one who works with the the youths. As he as he keeps putting it, uh, to try and basically give an intervention to their their teenage daughter who's got a new boyfriend who's leading her down a, a rough path, and he takes Keith with him to do a, a clean up. They've got like a little trailer and everything they bring with them, uh, which is like 
it was it was some like christian like, cleanup crew or something like that <laughs> yeah some of that it's almost like an episode of hoarders or something but aggressive and they go up they, they go they come in she's the girl's sitting with her parents and she's really mouthy tells them to f off and you know whatever else and they get really oh well there it is i'd, I'd love to say i'm disappointed but i'm but i'm not so they uh they go up to her room and just start like going through her stuff and like anything that is leading her to satan is being like confiscated so they can burn it and some of it's just like it's like a random brat at one point there's like another couple of random things that are just like meaningless um and then the best moment of the whole scene though possibly the funniest moment of the whole episode is when keith picks up a fidget spinner and he's sort of looking at it as it's spinning right in front of him and kelvin just goes no keith don't look at it don't look at it and he's like oh sorry that was close that was a that was a close call keith that was a close call <laughs> I know. Oh, God. <laughs> and that's saying something when right after this there's the, the used condom, which uh you know was so he just per- picks up out of the trash. <laughs> yeah. Hand. It was just so perfectly like kinda like it looked so fresh because it wasn't even like remotely like he's just he's like dangling it. He's like, This is used contraception. Uh which did lead to the other joke that I really liked when they're outside and they see the boyfriend's like I think it was his his semen. <laughs> He's the one who filled that condom. I also like when they're leaving, and uh, he gives them like a, a high five and a hug, and instantly <laughs> he asks Keith if uh, he had washed his hands. <laughs> Keith said no. <laughs> yeah, that was really, really, really funny stuff. Um, but it all kind of ties in because the the plot. You know, because Kelvin goes to the school, uh, which, by the way, creepy, some random, like, 30-year-old showing up at the school uh, to talk to one of the teenagers, <laughs> you know, when they're, uh, you know, doing track or whatever. And yeah, it looked like rugby or, not rugby, um... Lacrosse. Lacrosse. There you lacrosse, go. Lacrosse, yeah. That stupid sport that I only know exists because of American only Pie. Only white people play it. <laughs> Isn't it just American football, but instead of like holding the ball, you just throw it with a net and catch it with a net? Yeah. Lacrosse, and I think that's more of an East Coast thing. Like all the East Coast colleges have lacrosse teams. And on the West Coast, at least in California, we all have water polo teams. <laughs> polo. Just, just volleyball in the water. Okay. It's a dumb sport. Good to know. I mean, I'm sure people will come. Will... Well, tell me otherwise, but it's a pretty dumb sport. And for some reason, in the hit television show, Star Trek Enterprise, Captain Archer is like a big college water polo guy, and it's just such a lame character trait that I don't like. <laughs> I feel like calling Star Trek Enterprise a hit television show is a bit of a stretch, but... <laughs> sure. I actually really love it, but yeah. <laughs> Archer's not my favorite captain. Sure. Yeah, but isn't he Scott The water polo thing is a... Uh, yeah. The water polo thing is a is a knock against him. Okay, good to know. But it has that. It's been a long road. It's got that song. Oh, what a great song! Yes. Yeah. Every time a show fades to black, I want to start singing it. It's been a long road. <laughs> oh, this is a, a peak inside Tara's mind. <laughs> what a peak! Um, Tara, Tara's leading me down a dark path. This was a. This was a. You will watch Enterprise. <laughs> you will love Enterprise. This was a, a just ha- get past the pilot episode with the weird, sexy decontamination scene, and you'll be fine. Sexy decontamination scene. Say no more. <laughs> 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 say, 
Say no more. So anyway, he convinces you to come to this youth meeting, which is basically just a giant trampoline room that he invites her to with some rock climbing and whatnot. It's like a, you know, it's like a youth center yeah. with fun activities. Um, I'm not going to lie. Even at 30, I'm like, you know what? I, I'll have some fun like in this fun. place. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I could do this. <laughs> Instead of a, a ball pit, it's just like those foam blocks that you see. That yeah. looks fine too. Yeah, it looked like there was designed so they could just fall off the, the, the rock climbing and land in that if they wanted to, which... So, I guess they're nice and soft. Yeah. I guess they're nice and soft. But she does show up uh, for a little bit and is mildly amused, but she sneaks off with the boyfriend. And they go to... I think it was Club Sanity? It was something like that, if it wasn't that. Uh, and Keith's like, oh, I know where that place is. So he knows what it is, and it's obviously his 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 old crew, his old crew are there. It's full of naked people dancing in cages. It's There's so many penises. So many penises. <laughs> it's just all this stuff everywhere. There's people having sex in the corner quite happily. Because uh, Kel- Kelvin and Keith are walking through with their their, their religious t-shirts on. They've they've got like you know Christian t-shirts. Yeah. Well, and it do it basically does they, it does that they th- really stand out yeah they really stand out but it does that thing where the, the police show up and everyone's like running for panic and kelvin has to try and like save the girl and it does that thing where she falls down she's being trampled by that the angry horde and she looks up and kelvin it's basically come with me if you want to live but because yeah. it's obviously religious instead of like hearing that we just hear ah! you know it's this yeah this, you get like the spotlight behind him it's almost like this halo effect yeah yeah so she's just being converted this is her moment um but hey keith's old crew do actually help them out because they're they're, they're struggling they don't want to run there's cops at every corner and they get them out uh that secret entrance which leads to the outside um and it's kind of about how keith is like no i'm going to follow this man this man's on a righteous path that's what mm-hmm. he says to I'm him because see where this where this specimen takes me or something i don't yeah. know he says something praising kelvin yes and then Kelvin, the next thing that comes out of Kelvin's mouth is, I got to drop a deuce. Can we get going, Keith? Yeah. <laughs> I should do. Uh, so, no, that was, a, that was a delightful little plot because it, it really tied in Keith uh, and gave him a little kind of arc throughout the episode. Where... Yeah, we love Keith and anything that's going to give him more character, of course, we're going to be for. I also really enjoy Kelvin because Kelvin seems like the one who is the most about what he's doing like the family business mm. like he seems to be the one who's the most i don't, I don't want to say righteous but it might be the <laughs> right word <laughs> yeah well, i <laughs> mean he does things for god he seems to be very um <clears throat> level-headed too but he's not taken as seriously because he's the baby yeah whereas the other two siblings he still lives in his brother's shadow yeah the other two siblings clearly are just in it for the the gain the monetary gain uh, whereas yeah. he's actually seems to care about actually being a youth youth pastor or yeah or that's why he keeps Keith around other than the fact that Keith <clears throat> is great and maybe there's this other side story of them maybe being a uh, romantic but I I don't know I don't see it yet I still see him as as Kel- I still see Kelvin just keeping Keith around because he wants an awesome friend and it's his success story you know he saved him i don't i don't get like a any kind of sexual vibe so he doesn't want so the bo- i don't know if it's going that way so he doesn't want the bobby is what you're saying he doesn't want the what the bobby the bobby <laughs> <laughs> what do you say 
The Bobby. That's B O A B Y. Bobby. I don't know what that means. It's a Scottish word for penis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and hearing you say it back to I'm me. I'm so glad is... you said it was a Scottish word because yeah. I'm just like, oh. Am I just naive? <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. It's a Scottish word. You're okay. Um, but hearing you say that back uh, has made my night. So, um, <laughs> the Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> um, now, we had that one ball sack scene, which, you know, could lead to something. But otherwise, no, I, I agree with what you're, you're saying. I mean, that ball sack scene was really funny, though. It was hysterical. Because I, I took... It's also just like, how do you bring something up? Maybe it's uncomfortable or awkward, so you just don't yeah, I, I, it. I kind of took that as more, less to do with an attraction and more to do with... Yeah, just this weird awkwardness of, between them where they don't know how to like communicate about any of these things. So yeah. they're, just, they're just so that ambivalous with each other in, in that way. I don't know. Like, it, it feels like it plays into the characters more than just being, hey, there's like a weird sexual side to this that might right. be, that's unrequited yeah. or, or, or whatever. I mean, but if it's, I mean, if it happens in the later episodes, then like maybe it'll be justified. But like at, as of right now, I just see him as trying to be trying to mend Keith into his best friend. Yeah, and of course, Kelvin has a couple of other scenes, you know, where he's first given this job, like, Jesse tries to take it from him and is annoyed that Kelvin's been given the... Yeah, even, so uh, does the, the sister, too. Yeah, Eli, even, from the end of the table, who, who we only have one scene of him, really, That's in this right. episode, but Eli at the end, you're Walton Goggins in Eli's Prime, uh, is shouting over the... Oh, <laughs> his wife. We should team up on something, uh, pasta, or whatever, because he's, like he's, like he's got, like, a restaurant chain or something, this rich guy. Uh, we should team up on something and, uh, you know, uh, no, not Eli. John Goodman's Eli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's, who's, who's Goggins again? I'm forgetting his name. Billy. Baby Billy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Billy. Billy Freeman. Uh, so, yeah, so he's shutting down, but Eli's like, no, we've already got something in, in the works. So, you know, Goggins has been that intrusive, like, you know, he's clearly yeah. the embarrassment, like, headstrong one he's uh, on the end of the table he has to shout and be like what are you guys talking about chicken I, I we love your chicken <laughs> <laughs> yes more scenes where his wife is just there uh mm -hmm. the side but is delightful to be honest I, i'm all, all about it which and speaking of wives this leads us on to the other i'd say main plot uh, there's a sort of third plot but there's two main plots main plot being that uh one of the other wives um find some emails uh between her husband the fat guy uh, whose name i have not learned uh and jesse and it's basically oh this oh, that was great oh those prostitutes were fantastic what about those titties you know it, it was all this really atl, ATL yeah. there you go it was all this really incriminating stuff and you know jesse responded and he responded back and she says this to the other wives who are around and jesse's wife is just like i don't believe this Oh, he said it was hacked? That's probably the case then. Why, why would you... Oh, well, there's your answer. There's your answer. My husband would never do that. Yeah, she is... Um, willfully ignorant. Yeah. Uh, and she brings it up with Jesse, that does, uh, does Amber, uh, when they're, you know, they're just brushing their teeth or whatever at night. And mm -hmm. he obviously looks very distressed and tries to play it off and is like, oh... Oh, I'm so angry! Uh, all this prying and someone trying to make make us look like fools. 
Uh, there may have been some joke emails that were sent back and forth, but of course, the next time we see him, he's with the guys and he's like, hey, I deleted my emails. He deleted his emails. He deleted his emails, but you didn't effing delete your emails. And it really goes to town on him. But of course, Amber, who also was really into guns, there's like a whole scene of her doing like a shooting range yeah. uh, and like doing like a tactical maneuver and all sorts. Yeah, that's definitely going to come up in a significant way later. Yeah, that's coming up. It's, it's, see when see when she eventually becomes aware of what Jesse's into and that there's bad people involved. That she's probably going to end up using her skills at some point. This is a uh, Chekhov's uh, Amber. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she wants to go over and help the couple. It's like, hey, we have to go. And Jesse's like, oh, it's none of our business. We should probably just. It's like, yeah, but we can go and help them and pray with them. It's like, if you want to, I suppose. Uh, but I love how Jesse basically solves the problem explains that this is and they've set up like a fake imdb page to explain the atl's a movie from 2006 and i'm like this is not going to go through the, down the toilet if one of them says oh can we watch it <laughs> <laughs> but what i love about it is if you look at the when it shows the phone and you see the, the imdb page is that you can tell that they've just done this together quickly because like there's almost no information on it it's just uh, a poster is, there, is that not a real movie i thought it was is it I don't think so. I've never heard of it. I thought they were making up. ATL IMDB. Ah! I think it's a real movie. It's a real movie. I thought they made it up. Uh, it sounded too specific, The uh, like the cast and stuff, to not be a real film. Huh. I assumed they made that up because I'd never heard of this. <laughs> that, is, that is... Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I have learned something today. All right. There you go. That's one to add to the uh, 121. As it, it may be good. <laughs> Probably not. I, see I mean, high praise from this show. I mean, I guess. Uh, but I mean, what I liked about the scene, though, is that when they're, they're praying together as a group, after they've kind of, like, the wife has kindly calmed down a little bit and is maybe accepting that this is not what she thought it was, even though she's totally right. Uh, and yeah. they're holding hands and praying, and they're all looking together, heads down. But Jesse's just like looking right at you know the, the, the husband in the eye, like mm. <laughs> like I had to come over and do this piece of shit. And he's like, "Thank you, thank you." He's like mouthing, "Thank you, Adam." It's, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's good. It's so good. Um, so that was a fun little subplot. Um, I, I definitely think the Kelvin stuff was the main plot. Obviously, there's, there is the third minor plot, which I'm going to get to before we get to the last scene with Jesse because it ties in with that. So there's a scene earlier on where Gideon's... Because he was asked, asking last episode to be shown the family business and like learn about the base and everything, the compound. And he basically gets the, the Goodfellas tour of the money and the money laundering and how it all works and uh, like just all the piles and piles of cash and then eventually the vault. And we know this is because he wants to get all this info for, for Scotty. And he's telling Scotty all this. And Scotty, of course, thinks that he knows how to break in because he researched a role for a stunt that he did once where he had to like slide under a vault door <laughs> we get a demonstration too we get a demonstration and he's convinced that he can pull this off so that's basically it that's essentially it is just that you know he's trying to convince uh gideon that he you know they should do this he makes gideon kind of denounce his family and say no f them you know screw, screw your family uh and he does and so this is clearly the main plot of the season is like this this sort of build up to i mean it may not be the end of the season it may happen in the next two episodes and then we'll you know go anywhere from there but um selling who knows like in my experience with vice principals i mean you can't predict where the next episode's going to go and where it's going to end 
but yeah uh so but i think gideon's kind of like betrayal of the family as it were is kind of the main plot you know whatever form that takes as as we as we go uh but of course the big thing that happens at the end is that when jesse and amber are driving home he sees the van because scotty just happens to be driving past with gideon in the other seat and he makes a U-turn, even though he's talking to Amber and he can't really explain what's happening to Amber, he makes a sharp U-turn. They're all pumped up because they just saved a marriage with prayer. Yes, yes, they're all, all excited and happy. Uh, and he just makes this U-turn and he starts chasing the van and she's like, what, what, what are we doing? He's like, oh, some, a guy I play poker with or something. I don't know what he says. It's something like that. I play cards yeah, with this guy. Yeah, like, we play card games or something like... And he's chasing know. them. The speed's increasing. The van's increasing speed. They're increasing speed. It becomes this high high speed chase to the point where uh, the van ends up flipping. It makes a sharp turn and flips over multiple times. And Gideon and Scotty just have to like, run out. And they don't get seen. They're kind of enough in the distance that they get run out of the forest and don't get seen. But Jesse, as he gets out of the car, just pulls out his gun. He's like, wait, wait. It's nothing, Amber. Just wait. And even when she asks again, when like, he's standing there with his gun out, He's like, oh, it's just some friends of mine. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, the, the high speed. He says it really aggressive, like <clears throat> just like stay in the car, don't ask questions. Yes, uh, which is a nice kind of payoff. The whole episode's kind of been like her saying, no, no, he would never lie to me. He would never lie to me. He has no secrets. <laughs> and then this ending, kind of completely like, no, he definitely has a secret. <laughs> he has at least one yeah. secret <laughs> right now so it, it also like you brought up the mob thing with the with the money but even this scene like reminds me of a mob scene like where you don't want to know about the business that i'm doing like mm. honey just stay where you are be a wife and don't don't ask questions because you don't want to know the answer just you want to live this life of luxury yes uh i feel like she is going to find out and i, th- I think the idea of her being an ally and being pissed at him but still wanting to like fight against the, the blackmailers has some potential i can't even fathom where the next episode's gonna go because i i just i know that whatever i guess it'll go it, it'll well it'll go a direction that i just can't ex- i actually think the <laughs> i next, can't predict i mean it may not be the whole episode but i think the next episode is a flashback episode oh because uh, i saw the previous other than the previous the, the preview at the end for the next one um it's set when Eli's wife's still alive, and so him and Walton Goggins are there, but there's kids playing all the, the siblings. Oh, I think I said that too, actually, because I remember seeing Walton Goggins, but without the old age makeup. Yeah. So, yeah, so we might not even get like a, a, the fallout of this cliffhanger until episode six in a couple of weeks' time. This might be a, a complete flashback episode. That's okay. I'm pro-Goggins. <laughs> I am also pro-Goggins. I cannot, I cannot complain. Uh, no, it was a solid episode. I liked this one more than last week. <laughs> because of Keith. <laughs> I, largely, but I, I think just in general. Although that said, I did miss Edie a little bit. Uh, or sorry, not Edie, sorry, Judy. Her, her real name's Judy. Edie. Uh, yeah. Ju- Judy, like, I like a lot. And she has a couple of funny moments in this one where she's kind of like mocking Kelvin because he's doing a bad job or something like that. Um, yeah but yeah. like she doesn't have her own thing I, I guess it's like okay we only have like enough for a couple of plots I'm, she's so episode. funny i'm sure she's gonna get her own like episode storyline oh, yeah. with her and her fiance who doesn't come from money but doesn't come from poverty either no hard-working <laughs> class family i like this episode a lot too have you ever been to like a youth group 
Oh no, never. <laughs> I got talked into going once, and it is very much like that. Just like the leader has the high energy, and it's just like I'm one of you, I'm one of the kids. But like, he's like the super cool guy who's trying to get you to be cool for God or Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I I would have had a nightmare. Yeah. If I had been forced into that as a kid. It was uh it was nothing I was forced into. It was uh I've always like my family's not religious, so like <laughs> anytime I've had to go to like a religious event, like a wedding at a church or something, it was usually because I spent the night at my friend's house on a Saturday and we had to go uh -huh. in the morning. <laughs> they went to church in the morning and brought me. But yeah. Once when I was a teenager I had a a friend who had, was really adamant that I go to her youth group. And she's like, I swear you'll love it. And the whole time I was there just reinforced the reason why I wasn't religious. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, they did do some fun activities. But at the end, you had to talk about Jesus. <laughs> so I was out. <laughs> and that sucked all the fun away out of it, yes. Yeah. I, I could see that. I could see that. It's, a, it's always it's weird because it's almost like they're bribing you with like fun stuff. It's like, hey, we'll give you this this big play area, trampolines, some, you know, whatever. Um, but as a catch, it's, I mean, it's exactly what it's doing. Except they believe what they're doing is right. Yes, yes, they don't see it as like a drug dealer uh, hooking someone in at a young age. No, but they definitely go for the type of people who can. Uh who don't have anything else to do on a Wednesday night. Like they don't have friends to hang out with on a Wednesday night, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I feel like they recruit the sad ones. I, I feel like I would be such a cynical prick if I was ended up in that situation. Um, oh, I certainly, yeah. I certainly I would be stories, there. But I, I'm not going to tell them here. That's fine. <laughs> I would like to hear some off air. Thank you very much. Uh, like, I'd be like, oh, see, when's the exorcism class? Can I learn to do an exorcism? Things like that. The power of Christ compels you. <laughs> Where do you keep the holy water? <laughs> I want to go hunting vampires. Where's the holy water? Where's the... Yeah. Where's all, where's all the, the supernatural, uh, you know, armory? Like, where's all the armory for the supernatural entities? Like, where, where, where do we store all that? <laughs> You guys got Annabelle back here? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That has been uh, episode four of The Righteous Gemstones. It was good fun. Uh, let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. And if you want to support the show uh, and this channel and everything we do here, uh, you can, of course, do that by rating the podcast app you listen to this on. Uh, not rating the podcast app. Rating this show on the podcast app like i'm sick people i'm really sick right now okay i'm, I'm doing my best it's I'm doing true. my best as i sniff hopefully away from the mic so i didn't pick up too much but who knows uh so yes you can rate rate is five stars on apple podcasts or wherever uh financially of course tara you're the money person here what? money 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 <laughs> probably not a great thing to say before we plug patreon <laughs> um, yeah, you can check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. Um, even just donating a dollar per month, it helps us out and you'll get a bunch of free content. Or I shouldn't say free. You get a bunch of bonus content. <laughs> 
for your one dollar. Yes. Totally worth it. You get bonus episodes of our science fiction movie review show, the uh, horror one, Screams After Midnight, that you do with other hosts, and more episodes of Mild Fuzz Mysteries. What's a Mild Fuzz is Mystery? You have to pay a dollar and find out. <laughs> that was... Eh. <laughs> adequate. <laughs> I just watched the uh, news radio episode where they get a review in the magazine, and... They call Bill adequate, and he thinks it's great. And no one can understand why he's so. No one can understand why he's so happy with the word adequate. But anyway, uh, I've been watching news radio. <laughs> I'm on season three. I'll be done by what? next already. Yeah. Well, you've been sick. I've been sick. I've been sick. I watched season one was only seven episodes though, so I, I did that in one night. Season two, I did in about two and a half days. <laughs> Jesus. That was like twenty-one episodes. It's so easy. There's like twenty minutes each. It's so quick. Yeah. All right. So quick. But anyway, uh, so yes, uh, do, do of course, go to Patreon. Um, and you can, of course, get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz. And I said that already, I think. I told you I was sick, guys. Uh, yeah, so thank you very much once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?